0: Two Brothers One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Two Brothers One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother, Coach Tony, is here. Tony.
1: Hey, what's going on out there, everybody in T-Bomb land? Joe, this is a... This is April 6th, 2022.
0: Happy anniversary.
1: Happy anniversary. This yes, is sir. one year, one year, almost to the exact day when two brothers, one Mike aired for the first time. We had three episodes that came out that week on mm-hmm. April 7th, I believe, 2021. And so, I mean, wow, 12 months. We're in the middle of season three. And... Uh, this is just crazy when you think about it i mean we we are literally almost 50 episodes into to this journey and not even close to where we want to take it uh this is i I mean this is still the the front steps uh of everything it's amazing uh that 12 months have gone by that quick though uh but yeah happy anniversary uh, we uh, i didn't I didn't buy any uh horns or any you know, like Happy New Year. Uh, I didn't buy any of that stuff. I, I thought about it and I thought, now nah, that'll be too annoying. Uh, maybe, maybe next year for our second anniversary. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. But you know that. That being said, um, uh, today, obviously, we have a person who he's been with us now since October of last year. Uh, he actually made his debut October twentieth uh, of twenty twenty one. It was intro. Uh, His intro show where, Joe, you're going to include that in today's show uh, in the description of the podcast so that everyone can get a good idea of what his background is so that I don't have to continuously say that in every episode that he's going to be on. Um, but nonetheless, a pharmacy graduate from the University of Toledo with almost 30 years of experience in the field, working with supplementation with his clients, doing talks, uh, you know, and, and doing, you know, like small clinics and and constantly um giving us uh, fantastic advice here on two brothers one mike if you guys want to know his extensive background uh click on that that show that joe is going to provide to you in the description of the podcast but he's back with us again today for part two of today's show where we talk about pre-workout and the importance of understanding everything that goes into that when it comes to what you should be taking how you should be taking it when you should be taking it what's in it welcome back to two brothers, one Mike, Ron, the pharmacist. Ron, what's going on? What's happening, guys? Yeah, hey, what's going this on? It's
2: Go nothing. Going to get crazy again. Talk about pre-workout supplements. One of my favorite topics there is out there, and let's get cracking. Everybody wants to listen. Everybody wants to know more.
1: Yeah, they do. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got to do something real quick. Last week's show, uh, Joe and I did uh, one meal a day, two meal a day. And I listen to the show, ladies and gentlemen, as I, we, me and Joe listen to every show we do. Me, because I want to hear how it sounds. Joe, because he has to. Uh, he's the guy who edits the show and all that. Uh, and then that being said, I have to tell you, I want to apologize. I went on a rant and rave forever talking about OMAD and TMAD. I probably added more than I needed to. And at the 30-minute mark, I'm going to be completely transparent here, I shut it off and said, would you shut up already? Uh, and because what I say, what I'm saying here is this, I I went on for too long, but provided a ton of information that could have been two shows instead of one last week. And so let me just say this about OMAD and TMAD real quick, and then we're going to move on. OMAD is one mil a day. TMAD is two mils a day. Both are good for you. Both provide different Benefits in different situations. Just understand that the reason why two meals a day, if you are that person who does that type of intermittent fasting lifestyle intermittently every other day or three times a week or four times a week, if you're doing TMAD, the reason why it's more beneficial is because it gives your body a chance to slowly absorb nutrients to help your body in every way, shape, and form where you only eat a small percentage to break your fast and then eat a normal meal afterward rather than one meal a day where you're trying to eat your carbohydrates, your fats, and your proteins all at once, which makes it hard to sustain over a long period of time. That's that. I I, I could have probably did that show just like that, but but I mean, Joe, even you said, "Wow." I mean, like I was really going on and on there, and so uh, that's something uh, that I literally was, um, folks. I'll tell you straight up, I was irritated with that show. That was the first show I was really irritated with. But um, I hope you got something out of it anyway. Go back and listen to it again and get irritated again, if you will. Um, But there was a lot of good information. Am I right? I wrong? Go ahead.
2: I would say there was a lot of good info. But I'd be irritated, too, if I was eating one time a day. I can tell you that. Even doing <laughs> even doing two meals a day, I yeah. get to the first meal, and I'm like, how many people am I going to murder in the next 15 minutes if I don't eat something? Well, so, I
1: think, I, I, I think the, the what people have to take from this is, and Joe explained this in last week's show, intermittent meaning that you shouldn't be doing this on a daily basis, and you shouldn't be doing it 12 months a year.
2: Uh, absolutely. It's, like, it's if I do it every— Yeah, Yeah, so like for, but that's the thing. That's what people don't understand about that. Sometimes too, they're thinking, well, if I do it one day, once every other few, once every few days, oh, it'll be great. If I do it every other day, it's going to be better. If I do it every day, this is going to be fantastic. Until they get the today, like day eight, and they're like, oh my god, I'm going to stab somebody because they're starving. Yeah. So, like like Tony said, that's why it's called intermittent fasting. Yeah.
1: And a lot of people don't understand that, but that's what I want to, you know, everyone to take away from that show that I, I was listening to myself talk and I was like, wow, I'm really going on and on here. Uh, But it was a lot of good information and facts. So hopefully a lot of you uh, got something from that show, but I just, that was the first show so far guys that I was listening to myself and thinking, wow, dude, do you, are you going to, are you going to stop talking? I, it, was, it, was, yeah, it was It was, interesting. I mean, I wasn't pausing. There were no commas. There were no periods. Uh, so that being said, let's get back to what today's show is. Now, approximately three or four episodes ago, Ron was on and we did what we're doing here, a three-part series with supplementation when it comes to pre-workout. And as you said, Ron, in the first episode, which Joe will also include in the description of the podcast today, you talked about Uh, So many different things uh, when it comes to pre-workout. And we we bounce some ideas off of each other. Joe had some great questions he asked about what he's taking and and how he should take it and gave some ideas on how he takes it. And that being said, we're going to we're going to go into that again today. and We're going to add some things. But I have an 80s thing. I have an 80s thing I want to throw out there. We try to get the nostalgia in there. We try to get the 70s and 80s involved as much as possible on Two Brothers, One Mike. And everybody out there who's Generation X, if you don't remember this, then you need to hand in your card. Uh, Because this was the pre-workout back in 1983, 1984, 1985. Everybody remembers Jolt Cola, which, if I'm not mistaken, the catchphrase was... Twice the sugar and all the caffeine, or was it was it the other way around? I don't remember Joe, do you remember?
0: I actually looked at it it's all the sugar and twice the caffeine
1: that's what it was all the sugar and they were not joking. they no. weren't kidding because you were bouncing off walls. That day uh, when it came to, I would drink a two liter bottle of that stuff. And literally I would look like the Tasmanian devil for about three and a half hours. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Whatever happened to Joe Cola, do you guys remember whatever happened to it? Sure.
0: So I, I could tell you that they, they actually at one point, uh, because when calories started becoming a thing and people were like, Hey, a lot of people are getting really fat off this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause go figure with all the sugar. Yeah, uh, They went and they came up with a, a, a different formula and it became Jolt Energy. Uh, and they they sold it as like it was a 25 calorie drink, um, and what's funny about it is the only place you could buy, and this this really screams volumes, um, the only place that you could buy it was at Dollar General. Uh, so you know, I mean, not not one of your major. <laughs> You know we're, we're not, you know, we're not yeah. we're not talking, you know, vitamin shop, hey, <laughs> however you want to say it. Right. Uh, Dollar General was the only place you can get it. Uh, and so by 2019, they literally fell off the uh, face of the earth. Social media shut down. Everything else shut down. And Dollar General broke Dollar General broke ties with
1: them. So that just tells you rest in no peace. And So, yeah, absolutely. Rest in peace. Ron, the pharmacist,
2: did you ever drink Joe Cola? I did, but I didn't. I didn't particularly care for the taste of it, so I just went to good old Coca-Cola.
1: Yeah, right after that. But yep. I do remember drinking that stuff. And I mean, you had that high energy, but it was only for like 45 minutes, and then you crashed. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, that, that I, I had a very small uh, window of opportunity there when it came to Joe Cola, that's for sure, uh, and got rid of that. I'd like to drink a two-liter bottle today and just see what would happen. I'd probably throw up, but, um, (laughs) eh, but I mean, there's that. And one more thing I want to throw out there that has nothing to do with today's show, but I got to throw it out there. It's March 24th, 2022. And that's what we're doing. The show folks, the show is going to air April 6th, but as we're doing this show right now, I want people to understand that 38 years ago today, March 24th, 1984, Saturday, Saturday, Shermer High School, Shermer, Illinois. It is the day, 38 years later, ladies and gentlemen, that the Breakfast Club met for the first time in detention all day long. This is some fact that means nothing about today's show, but I had to throw it in there. I don't know why. I just remember <laughs> that. And so there it is, March 24th, 1984. It's March 24th, 2022. And you're hearing the show on April 6th. And you might be hearing this show three years from now. I don't know, but it's going to be in our podcast. So anybody who was interested in that, probably not, but I had to throw it in there. I wasn't letting it go once I realized what day it was. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, what we have to do now before we get into pre-workout part two, ladies and gentlemen, is a word from our brand new sponsor who's going to be with us for a long period of time. And we'll be back right after that. Stay with us.
0: Two Brothers One Mic is sponsored by kitchen abs, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, it's Joe from T-Bomb. Do you find yourself dreading all of the specifics when it comes to prepping your meals for the week? I mean, calculating calories and macros can be such a pain, which for many of us can result in losing our momentum when we're starting a new eating lifestyle. Now, I know for me, I was constantly figuring out which foods to eat so I wouldn't only stay under calories, but also maintain my macros. What's more is I hated the idea of eating the same thing every day simply because I finally came up with that perfect combination. But then I found KitchenAmps, founded in 2015 by Tom KitchenApps. Their mission is simple. They created a personalized selection of flavorful gourmet meals that are perfectly portioned and nutritionally balanced to fit their clients' lifestyles, as well as their physical needs, all for a very affordable price. You receive three meals plus two snacks for five days. So your whole work week is completely taken care of. And yes, there are options to add or subtract meals as you need them for the weekends too. So for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com and get started today.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Now, a brief talk on what we talked about in part one of our pre-workout episode that we did with Ron, the pharmacist, who's here again with us today, as we said. You guys have already heard him. But we talked a lot about caffeine, um, and that's that's just one example. We talked a lot about the fact that that is one of the main ingredients, the do's and the don'ts, what to look for in caffeine, what it should be doing for you, the hidden uh, ingredients in the product that also are caffeine-related that a lot of people don't understand. We talked about doses, and understanding what one scoop to six scoops. A lot of people don't realize that there's a, the, you know, the, the whole thing between the scoops and how much more ingredients you're taking in. A lot of people don't realize that. We talked about timing, when to take it, you know, during your pre workout, uh, you know, intake phase, you're consuming your pre workout, how long before your workout. We talked about that. We talked about, we briefly talked about branch chain amino acids, essential, non essential. And we briefly mentioned a few of those and what they're doing for us. And so uh, we also talked about what Ron, the pharmacist, uses right now in terms of his pre-workout. And Joe asked question—you know uh, several questions on the pre-workout that he's using, and he just had some general questions about that, and we discussed it. And uh, those are all great topics that if you listen to the show that Joe you know, included in today's podcast uh, in the description, you can go back and listen to part one right after you get done listening to part two here today. So talking about part two. I guess you know one of the first things that that um, uh, basically Ron that that I would want to ask uh, is this. We talk about caffeine within the product. So when we talk about that, I, I kind of want to go back over this real quick again when you talk about hidden names. what what are some things? It doesn't just say caffeine. 250 milligrams all the time on the bottle. It may say caffeine 100 milligrams. And what are some of the hidden names within the pre workout that people are going to see in the ingredients that they have to include in the product as caffeine?
2: Tea extract is number one. You're going to see green tea extract. Okay. You're going to see coffee bean extract. You're going to see black tea extract. Anything that says something tea extract is a form of caffeine. And it's very misleading because you don't know actually how much caffeine from that product you're getting. So going back to when we were talking about too much caffeine in a day, somebody might say, "Well, I, I drink tea all day." Well, tea is loaded with caffeine. I drink coffee all day. Coffee's loaded with caffeine. So going back to too much caffeine in a day, you know, it, it's hidden in a lot of ways. You know, sometimes it can be hidden hidden in uh, if it says guarana. Well, Mm -hmm. guarana has an effect like caffeine does. Ginseng does. Uh, Yohimbi extract. You know, things like this that aren't necessarily 100% caffeine related have a similar caffeine effect. So you might see something that says, yeah, 250 milligrams of caffeine, uh, caffeine plus whatever. Then you'll see the other names, guarana, ginseng, this and that. They're all promoting the same type of effect. So depending on how your body handles handles caffeine is going to depend on, you know, how you can handle products that have multiple, multiple, you know, different ingredients can, that can have a stimulant effect. Like you'll see in most pre-workouts, there are, normally there's B vitamins. The most common B vitamins in pre-workouts are B3, B5, and B12. Mm -hmm. B3 B3 is niacin, B5 is, I can never pronounce this right, is pantothenic acid and B12 the cyanocobalamin. So all of these also have a stimulant effect. But the good thing about B vitamins they're water soluble, they break down fast. You know if you ever notice if you if you're taking pre-workout or a B vitamin you'll notice if you if you you know go to the bathroom and say you pee bright yellow or or even almost to an orangeish tint at times, that's your body expelling the excess that your body can't process. Right. But okay. what's good what what's good about B vitamins? They run out of gas really quick. But they're normally pretty much, you'll see those commonly in most pre-workouts too. And those are pretty much harmless because you can load up, even if you buy a B-complex vitamin, it'll say this has like 5,000% of this B-vitamin that you need. Well, you're just going to excrete what you can't use. So you're not going to actually get too much of a B-vitamin. But B3, which is niacin, for some people, the niacin causes flushing. So some people, you know, If they're wondering, you know, why why am I getting like red face after I drink certain pre workouts? That's because niacin can cause flushing.
1: Can it cause rosacea?
2: uh, No, be a cause of rosacea. No, rosacea is 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 a different is is a total different uh, you know medical condition. Okay, but niacin once it's flushed the the flush once it's flushed out of your system, the flushing in your face will go away.
1: I got you. And, and so let's stick with, with vitamins for one second. Um, I know like my pre-workout has 100 milligrams of um, vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, so when people are – when we're talking vitamin C, what what is too much vitamin C to take in? So if, if someone's taking vitamin C and then their pre-workout also has vitamin C –
2: how many milligrams
1: you, of vitamin C per day are okay to take? and when is there a breaking point where you say, okay, that's a little too you know too much vitamin C in one day? you
2: You're not gonna take too much vitamin C. If you're okay. taking a daily vitamin and something with vitamin C in it, you're not even close to what you can take. I've seen people take over five thousand milligrams of vitamin C a day, you know, because they're worried about getting sick or something like that. You know what I mean? you're right. not gonna you're not gonna OD or have any side effects from vitamin C. You can take extremely high doses. So if you see vitamin C in your daily vitamin and it's in your pre-workout, don't even think twice about it. Don't even worry about it.
1: Gotcha. you. So let me ask you this: I'm gonna I'm gonna start. What I want to do here is I'm going to uh, bring up uh, basically um, a couple different ingredients that we're going to find inside of a pre-workout, and maybe we could mm-hmm. just have a discussion about those ingredients. And and the first one I want to bring up is uh, is beta alanine, or beta beta alanine. Al- yeah beta alanine yeah. okay good
2: yeah. good product uh, and, and and so and so here's
1: here's my thing now when I think beta alanine uh, I think uh, performance enhancer I think um, basically decreasing uh, muscle fatigue so to speak so it can add so you can add volume to your workout you can get a better workout in that, in that capacity um, I also think don't take it right before you go to bed. Uh, nope. Yeah. And so Never. what can you add to that?
2: Well, beta alanine aids in the production of carnosine, which we know helps with muscle endurance. Mm-hmm. So everything you said at the beginning is correct. Now, if it is water soluble, so same thing again, you don't have to worry about necessarily taking too much. But the biggest thing with beta alanine that people notice, they get a tingling effect. Some people don't like the tingling effect. When I started taking beta alanine, I was adding it in addition to, you know, say a pre-workout. Of- have it in it Mm -hmm. uh the the beta alanine would actually could actually feel tingling in my hands and in my feet well it's it it feels like a rush almost but it's harmless it goes away but some people once again they're like you know they might get a little leery of that but i you know it's the beta alanine tingle as i call it so is it is it harmless yes but is beta alanine good for you absolutely I see no, no. So if you see that in your pre-workout, that's a plus.
1: Well, here and now uh, here's I, I and folks listen to this. Uh, I also um, I had to write uh, probably I can't remember. This was a few certifications ago with international sports sciences. I had to write a short essay. Uh, so maybe three or four paragraphs. And I had to write about bad ality. And I not only had to write about it as far as what its benefits were, uh, but I had to write about it in terms of sources, you know, sources, where can you get it from? Uh, Not only can you find it in your pre-workout, but there's actual, actually foods, ladies and gentlemen, where you can get this beta alanine from. And some of the foods that I remember writing about where it's actually they're rich in beta alanine were chicken. Uh, and it didn't matter whether it was white meat or dark meat, but it seemed like chicken breasts were... Uh, white meat
2: is... It's more dominant in white meat.
1: White, so it's more dominant in white meat than dark meat.
2: Correct.
1: Alright, and then I remember uh, turkey uh, was another one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> beef. Um, fish. But it was a certain kind of fish. More white fish than anything else. Um, some pork salmon uh tuna which i guess would be fish and i believe chicken broth or chicken bone broth uh, those were some of the some of the things that i remember writing about when i had to write that that short dissertation on it so it's not just found in a pre-workout uh it's also found in food that we eat uh and some of the foods we just talked about actually uh in abundance at times so and your, that. Bo-
2: and your body also produces it
1: And your body. So, okay. So when we talk about our body producing it, um, if we didn't take it in a pre-workout and we didn't eat it in foods, let's say you're a vegetarian. um, uh, Does your body produce enough beta alanine to obviously function uh, in a workout?
2: Yeah. Basic function. And, you know, I would say enough for basic function and for basic daily activity, some sports, you know, but if you're, a workout fanatic, you're a pro athlete, you know, a college athlete, you know, some could some beta aladine, you know, be beneficial, beneficial to you. Absolutely. But, you know, but in the same breath, I, those are extreme scenarios like the everyday person. You know, I, I played football through high school. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't, I didn't take any of this, any of this stuff when I was young. No, yeah. none of us, none of us did. And guess what? No. We all got through it just fine, but you also can't compare, you know, you know, they always have the comparison, you know, what if Mike Tyson fought Muhammad Ali and they're both in their primes? Well, they're both in their primes during their era. You know, athletes have gotten better and better and better and better. You know, between, you know, pre-workout, supplementation, diets, you know, it just gets better and better over time. You know, an example, you know, we didn't take any of these supplements when we were kids. In high school, you know, we had t shirts that may. That were made, you know, for guys on the football team, the three hundred pound club, you know, for deadlift. <laughs> well, yeah, 300 pounds, I remember. Yeah, th- I remember yeah, that, yeah, I, I mean, I had one. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. now when you look at three hundred pounds is like a warm up. You know what yeah. I mean? Today, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So you see where I'm going with that. So yeah. as 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 science and supplements has progressed, so has people's bodies, strength, speed, everything. So. yeah you yeah. know what I mean? So sure. do you need, do you absolutely have to have it? No, but is it beneficial if you're an athlete, you know, you're a weightlifter, you want to get strong, whatever it is. Sure. It's beneficial.
1: Uh, and, and that being said, the next one I want to bring up, the next ingredient I want to bring up is in my opinion, a very important ingredient in, in pre-workout and that is nitric oxide. Um, so, I mean, in its simplest of terms, uh, when someone says to me, what is nitric oxide? I mean, I basically just say, uh, if you can imagine your blood vessels relaxing, which allows blood flow to improve uh, through the body, right? And it allows for uh, better muscular performance, so to speak, for people who have no idea what nitric oxide is.
2: Um, right. It causes vasodilation It causes vasodilation, which is what you said. It relaxes the inner muscles of the blood vessel, causing them to get bigger. So it causes increased blood flow to all areas of your body, increased blood flow, increased blood flow to your muscles, more endurance, more speed, more power.
1: Yeah. And I think, Joe, we talked about this not too long ago on a show where I explained to you that uh, that's where that pump comes from. That's where you see you look at somebody who's doing bicep curls right. and right in that moment. So because a lot of people will say to me, well, I thought you said that you're actually tearing down muscle when you're working out. So why do, do people look more muscular in the moment mm-hmm. when they're working out? And my explanation is. Because of vasodilation, vasodilation, however you want to put it, when it comes to nitric oxide in the muscle, uh, Ron, the pharmacist, agree or disagree?
2: Absolutely, you know. And plus, in you know, in in retrospect to that too, when you get that pump look, you got veins popping out. That's also a uh, a body composition thing too. You know, if you have too much body fat, stay like me. I just got done binging on a box of Twinkies. It doesn't matter how much nitric oxide I got running through me. It ain't there ain't no veins popping out after a Twinkie binge, but, you know, (laughs) you know, so I mean, that pump look, especially if you're very veiny, you know, I've known Tony a long time, you know, I mean, to all the listeners out there, I've known Tony a long time, you know, when we were younger, Tony was very slender, then he was a power lifter. So, you know, my man looked jacked 24 seven, you know. (laughs) And that's when I'd, I'd put on lots and lots of chubbiness. Yeah. There, there wasn't no, there wasn't no cuts and there wasn't no vas- vasodilation going on with me, but Tony always had that great physique, you know, always slender, small waist, you know, wide shoulders. You always look good. And that's, that's the look, you know, a lot of most, most guys would want, you know what I mean? Yeah. But is, nitrous, is that like that. A,
0: yeah. I was going to say that, I know, is that something that, that, that our body also naturally makes or, or
2: yep, it, it is our body naturally makes it too, but not to the, now, unless you're a genetic freak, right. you know, that doesn't need to take supplements, which there are out there, you know, somebody can be cut and ripped, you know, without doing anything. I mean, we had a, we had a kid on our football team back in the day. I remember Sean Smith, you know, may he rest yeah. in peace. He was, he, yeah. he was, he was a great athlete. He was a sophomore. His first day in the weight room, he benched over three hundred pounds. You know, he was cut, muscular. This kid never took any supplements. I mean, he was just a a beast. He was I mean, strong. He was a he strong was, kid. He was yeah. he was strong, and he wasn't real big either. It wasn't like he was six foot. He was maybe like five eight, five nine. He wasn't a a, a humongous guy, but he was genetically just a beast. And yeah. Once again, you know, some people are probably going to produce more nitric oxide than others, you know, it's just all based on your body composition. You know what I mean? So he was one of those guys that he he didn't need to do much to look great. But like I said, going back to nitric oxide, not to get off track, but yeah, your body does naturally produce it.
1: And, and, and I want to, and not to, yeah, not to get off of there, but to, to move forward into, into another, uh, we talked about, you know, vitamins for the, for, for the most part, we talked about the B vitamins. We talked about vitamin C. Um, we talked about beta alanine. We talked about nitric oxide. Now, just, just to backtrack for a second here, uh, I want to go back to caffeine for one second, uh, and this is something that that I probably should have added when we were talking about caffeine a minute ago. But I want to go back to to this for one second. When you're talking about natural versus synthetic caffeine, what are the differences there?
2: Well, chemically, they're not different. You know, if you look at any type of structure under a microscope, you know, synthetic compared to natural, you'll hear you'll hear companies say, "Well, we have natural caffeine." Well, most supplements have synthetic caffeine meaning it's just made in the lab and that's the the real difference you know i'm a firm believer that your body doesn't know the difference you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so is is there a benefit if it says natural caffeine oh baloney that that's a that's a bunch of gotcha a bunch that's a bunch of garbage if it's caffeine's caffeine structurally it's the same your body's not going to know the difference it's not going to go oh well that's not natural so i'm not going to process it the same way no that's all bull. (laughs)
1: and 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 that was something that i've never really looked at and and so that 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 uh was a question i wanted to bring up today and i know that that was something you wanted to talk about as well uh, yeah listeners an opportunity to understand that
2: and the way to look at it too when you see things that say uh green tea extract black tea extract coffee bean extract that would be a more natural form of caffeine you know what i mean so when you see those, those are probably about as natural as you're going to get in a supplement, unless you drink tea, unless you drink coffee. You know what I mean? If it's yeah. if it's if it's powdered, you know, what I mean, it's all going to be synthetic to a point.
1: Gotcha. And, and so and, and that being said, that that's our that now we talked a little bit more folks about ingredients. I mean, is there another ingredient that you wanted to 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 bring out today or, or hold off until uh, no, no. the third
2: part? No, I got a good one. So for nitric oxide production, uh, uh, amino acid, L-citrulline. L-citrulline boosts nitric oxide production in your body. So once again, if you see something with L-citrulline in it, that can cause that vasodilation effect also. And what happens is L-citrulline, the the kidneys convert this to L-arginine, which is another amino acid you need. Mm -hmm. And you can actually get L-citrulline. It's in meats, nuts, poultry, and in dairy products. So so when you hear like the things I just said, if you're a lifting or an, or an athlete, you're probably eating some type of red meat at time. So you're getting it. Uh, I like nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're eating nuts, you know, a handful on a daily basis, now, you're you probably ta- getting-
1: When you say that, when you say that, are you talking about walnuts, almonds, uh, Pretty, uh, pretty much-
2: Pretty much, pretty much all nuts. You know what I mean? Okay. Probably, probably the bottom of the barrel of nuts, they're going to tell you, is peanuts just because they're high in fat. Well, but they're mm-hmm. also high in natural fats. You know, probably one of the best – probably some of the best nuts to eat are still going to be almonds, macadamia nuts. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Walnuts. They're, they're all good for you, but nuts are also high in fat, so having having a handful here and there is good having handfuls upon handfuls a day are bad because now you're right. getting, you're getting too much fat. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. you know, once again, going back to the oh, old right. adage, you know, yeah. Moderation more is not better.
1: Right. Um, and, and, and so that being said, um, I don't want to, uh, this next, uh, this next uh, question here is, is kind of going off track, but not going off track because it plays right into Uh, I guess I could say the daily regimen, meaning you took your pre-workout, you worked out, but now we did a show and Joe, I can't remember, was it season one or season two where we talked about sleep?
0: Oh boy. that sounds kind of season two-ish. That sounds season two-ish.
1: Season, didn't I tell you, I said, the more shows we do, the harder it's going to be to remember when we did what, um, the only show we're going to remember that we did for sure was a formal introduction. (laughs) Uh, we know that was the first show. (laughs) Yeah, other than that. But so nonetheless, we did that show on sleep. Now, I always tell people if you can get eight to nine hours of sleep, you're gold, because I truly believe in, you know, the stages and the cycles and being able to cycle through those stages is extremely important. All of them. Now, how important is it to understand when to take your pre-workout? so that you don't affect that sleeping cycle because that is the part where your body is resting and repairing more so than any other time of the day.
2: Well, if, if you're asking me my opinion, so your eight to nine hour rule for me would never work. Okay. okay. I, I don't sleep. So I'm not a sound sleeper. You know, uh, a, a cricket can chirp and I'll wake up. I'm just a very light sleeper. The fall I could fall asleep anywhere. I, I could be in the middle of a concert, and there could be, I could be in a mosh pit, people stomping on me and I'll fall right to sleep. But <laughs> <laughs> after about 20 minutes, I'm up all over again. So I I don't sleep heavy. So for me to sleep eight to nine hours is almost impossible unless I'm exhausted. So like my average, to, to give you an example for me, you know, I work 12 to 13 hour days per se. Yeah. You know, at work. So if I want to work out, I'm not working out at 930 at night. So there ain't ever going to be no pre-workout that late. My day usually starts around, I wake up about 4.30 naturally you know. with, yeah, <laughs> 4.30 naturally, wake up pukes, yeah. 4.30, 4.30 naturally with no alarm. So I'm up and about and at the Y between 5 and 5.30 in the morning when I go that early. Okay, mm-hmm. so I maybe got six and a half, maybe seven hours of sleep, maybe. But for me, I function perfectly on that, eight eight, nine hours for me, for me, I actually feel sluggish. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So and, and when it comes to the pre-workout timing, you know, if you're a late afternoon workout person, and you're chugging 300 milligrams of caffeine at five, six o'clock at night. Yeah, that's not going to help you sleep. Not saying you're not going to sleep. But I, I can't see that being beneficial at all. Now. Me, I'm drinking that at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. Right. It's actually what gets me going through the day. And, you know, I always take mine, going back to the old rule, like how I said on another show, like a half hour before you're going to start to work out. And that's pre- usually pretty close. I'm usually between a, a half hour and 40 minutes before I start working out. Got you. And, you know, but it also depends on my workout, too. Like I said, you know, I was taking you know, amino energy where I can control how strong my caffeine intake is and sometimes it's also based on my workout you know for me i always do a 20 to 30 minute warm-up on the treadmill whether it's walking doing a little bit hit sprinting i have to get hot before i lift you know what i mean i'm not the guy i'm not the guy that can go into the weight room and just so i'm gonna start slugging weights it just you know it doesn't work for me so You know, depending on my workout, what my intensity level is going to be, what I think my day is going to be like is going to depend on how strong my pre-workout is. You know what I mean? Right. On the days on the days that I work, I'll take the max dose. On the days that I don't have to work and I don't have to get moving and get my day rolling right now, I'll cut back on the dose a bit. You know what I mean? So, but that's but once again, it's an experiment for everybody. They got to find what they're going to find what their needs are. You know, the example that you gave before, if you're doing yoga well, there's no point to take 300 milligrams caffeine, right? right. If you're doing yoga, because that's a mind body connection, you don't want to feel all jacked up. You know what I mean? Right. But if I know I'm going to, okay, today is heavy squat day, heavy dumbbell days, you know, on incline presses or whatever, you know, I'm going to ramp it up a bit. So it, it's a it's an in, it's an individual factor. You know what I mean? People
1: have to. It's a uh, trial and error. It's an experiment. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, it is. It's that's exactly what it is. You have to figure out, and it might take you a few weeks to figure out what makes you feel good. So, yeah. since the last show I was on, I talked about my my old product, yes, explode that yes. <laughs> that yeah. I used to take. So you know what? I hadn't taken it a long time, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot again because great the, the good the thing I did like about that product it gave you it gave me a great mental focus too I was very focused on whatever I was doing lifting wise you know I didn't stray away from my workout I was completely focused on what I did yeah because you know it was it, it is you know it was a good product to a point so I took it for a few days and I was golden got to day four or five and guess what <laughs> boom Well, yes, explode all over again. So Uh, you know what I mean. Once again, it's 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 the experiment thing.
1: Yeah, once it gets into your system over several days, it it just uh, it doesn't work well for you.
2: No, my body's like my body's like uh, no, 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 we're not doing this again. Done. (laughs) Uh, Tony, by the way,
0: it's uh, season two, episode three: the power of sleep.
1: Joe behind the scenes has always got the. I, I see what I can envision is like uh, laptops, iPads, things are working all around him. Numbers yep. are rolling around and he's
0: I have he's little, I have the I have the carfus set up. Yeah. Right yeah,
1: now. yeah. And, and so and that's a good thing. But Joe, while, while we have you from the abyss, let me ask mm-hmm. you this question. Sure. Uh, your pre-workout. How do you determine when you're going to take it? And I know you talked a little bit about this last week, but your workout is usually late morning, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Usually around like uh ten thirty in the morning. So what I do is because I would even asked the question, what's the best time to take it? Do you take it on an empty stomach? And because of all that, all of that, uh, I typically on a day that I'm going to lift, cause that's the only time I'll take the pre-workout. I only lift twice a week. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I do is I'll have a breakfast, you know, I'll, I'll eat my breakfast, but then I wait until 10 o'clock. I eat my breakfast earlier, like before eight o'clock. So a couple hours go by before I take it. And, um, you know i i then work out at 10:30 in the morning
1: got gotcha. you yeah and, and let me ask you that you know you were you had just texted me not that long ago and yeah. you said to me what do you think about this concoction why don't you uh, and i don't know that you i don't know if you've talked to to Ron the pharmacist since then um, but uh, what what could let him know what it is that that you've combined uh, and i will give my uh, you know take on it and maybe uh, he can I'm give gonna- his take
0: I'm going to need some of your information on this one, though, um, simply because you're the dealer.
1: <laughs> the yeah, don't refer to me, the AdvoCare dealer. I'm a distributor. <laughs> but, but go
0: I'm AdvoCare. Uh, and, and so what? also what I want to do, too, is I'm going to start putting a link. There's a link that you guys could follow, and it goes three, straight through Coach Tony uh, through his, uh, dealership, uh, (laughs) through his website where you can order products from AdvoCare. And there's a whole thing there. We should probably do something for AdvoCare at some point, I think. But that said, there's a couple products there that I use. Um, one is named Spark. Uh, and basically it is your coffee alternative, uh, I don't drink it instead of coffee. I drink it with my coffee. Uh, but what I'll do is, is you know, just one scoop of that. That has the vitamin B in it. That has uh, about a half a cup of coffee worth of caffeine. Uh, it has three or four BCAAs in them. And that's pretty much it. Now, also, there's a second supplement called Mass Impact. Now, that has creatine. It has uh-huh. another three or four other. CAAs, uh, as well. And I want to say that's pretty much it. So I'll mix the two together. One's an orange flavor. The other is a citrus flavor and essentially minus the NO, uh, I have a pre-workout.
1: And, and, and so it's minus the NO. Well, I mean, basically my, my biggest question to you is, is it working for you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Again, you, I get a little bit of that caffeine in there. Uh, not to mention, I get cool. I have the creatine in there.
1: Well, let me tell you this real quick about the caffeine. I think Spark actually has between 100 and 120 milligrams of caffeine, right? Correct. So that's a full – that's that's an 8 to 10-ounce cup of coffee. Well, a 6-ounce cup of coffee is about 95 milligrams of caffeine. Just to make you understand, I was like, Spark has a little more caffeine than that.
0: Yeah, but, yeah um, it is 120,
1: absolutely. Uh when it, when it comes to it, I, I, again, I'll tell you this. and Ron, you could chime in on this with, with me. Let me know what you uh-huh. think. My biggest problem – uh, I love Care. I love a lot of their products. I love their performance line. Uh, I take a lot of their different products. I wouldn't be a distributor for them if I didn't believe in them. I've done things. I've gone to conventions in uh, Arlington, Texas. Uh, and, and, I mean, I, I, I do love their lines. But I, one thing that does, does bother me is when it comes to sweeteners, they use sucralose. Now, is it, I don't think sucralose is as bad as aspartame. But when I talk about sugar, sugar substitutes, I, you know, stevia extract or or monk fruit, it would be more of the way I would go. Maybe that's a little more expensive, of a route to go when you're adding it to your product. What what is your understanding of sucralose? Uh, what have you learned about it, or what do you? What's your take on it?
2: No, aspartame is the worst of the worst. You know? Yeah, it's proven. To, yeah. They, it's proven to cause cancer in certain individuals, animals. You know, whatever studies they've done sucralose not su- not too much you know what i mean I, I don't have a problem with sucralose except that you know it is extre- it is extremely sweet so anything with sucralose that i've ever had it has too much of a sweet too much like, bitter taste it's like
1: five like it just- times sweeter
2: <laughs> yes well every sugar su- every sugar substitute is like 10 to like 100 mm-hmm. times more yeah. that the, the sweet effect compared to regular sugar you which, know is why they mean?
0: Use, which is why it's used right. by a lot of manufacturers.
2: That, that, that's why it's used, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, the show you guys did on, you know, why they put corn syrup and everything is because it's mm-hmm. cheap. Well, yes. sugar substitutes in the long run are going to be cheap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if I was going to pick one that I was going to add to something, I would use Stevia. That yeah. would be my choice. You know that's what I mean?
1: That's what I wish they would use. If they would use that, I would be on board 100%. So, I mean, bottom line is this, sucralose, is not the worst it's not even close to the worst i just think again that that it could be you know handled a little bit better and uh cv extract would be much better for the product but i mean i'm not the one in charge <laughs> so so that's not going to matter right uh what what else can we add to today's show before we before we end it but you know understanding ladies and gentlemen there's going to be a part three to this show uh in the upcoming weeks uh joe is there anything that you would want to add
0: no, no. I mean, that was pretty much it. Uh, like I said, when it came to what I'm taking and uh, really didn't have any questions. I mean, I was, you know, l- not being the smartest guy in the room, as, as you've once said.
2: Uh, well, okay. I, I, I'll add something. So, yes. you know, for guys like me or anybody out there who takes their pre-workout early in the morning, you know, a couple of things to always keep in track before you go to sleep. You know, keep stress to a minimum before you go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you want to try to get correct sleep. If eight to nine hours is what you need, then go for the eight, eight to nine hours sleep. Six to seven is all I need. So as long as I get a minimum of six, you know what I mean? I'm good to go. You know what I mean? Because if you wake up exhausted, it doesn't, how, doesn't matter how much pre-workout you take. You're not going to perform to the extent that you could. So before bed, keep stress, keep stress to a minimum. You know, if if you're someone who suffers from depression, get that treated, you know, whether it's medicated, working out, do whatever you gotta do. You know, depression is a big thing with people with working out. A lot of people they won't work out because they're depressed. And guess what? No pre-workout's gonna help that. No. So depression, correct sleep, keep keep stress to a minimum, and later in the day, clean carbs. You know, a lot of people, I notice even for myself, if I eat something that's not necessarily good for me, you know, say from like five five o'clock on the next morning i still don't feel right you know what i mean and i think for me we're not i'm not old we're none of us on this you know on this show are old by any means but as you get older things start to affect you a little differently so as long as i eat clean you know for the most part of the rest of the you know after three o'clock i'm not eating any garbage i i'll usually feel better the next day too
1: yeah. I mean, I could tell you right now, uh, on a Friday night in 1987, I could eat two big Macs and a large fry and it was no problem at all. If I tried to do that now, there's gonna be a problem at some point during the middle of the night. Uh, it just, yeah. uh, it, it, just is not, yeah, it, it doesn't sit well. At yeah. all. No,
0: I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't need, to explode. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. No, no. <laughs> As we could throw them under the bus. Yes. Here on two yeah. yep. um, well, here's, here's the deal too. And if, if if someone like say you do eat something bad and you and this is kind of some some I call it worthless knowledge but it actually worked for me you know I sleep in all types of positions on my back on the, on my side my stomach it doesn't matter but if you get GERD if you te- if you sleep on your if you're a side sleeper and if you tend to get GERD at night and you sleep on your right side mm-hmm. you're going to get GERD worse if you mm-hmm. sleep on your left the GERD will go away. And that's, it's an interesting fact I learned it's based on how your anatomy is with your esophagus and your stomach. So in one position, your stomach sits higher than your esophagus causing you to get GERD. Whereas if you lay in the other position, your stomach sits a little below your esophagus. So you don't get GERD. And I thought it was all baloney and it was hundred percent true. If I get GERD and if I lay on my right side, it just continues through the night. If I sleep on my left side, it goes away.
1: I, I, that's not worthless facts right there. That's that's some good facts because I will get GERD sometimes here and there. And
2: just, I'm gonna just <laughs> i to just try it. I call it a worthless fact good until yeah. it actually works. You know yeah. what I mean? You yeah. know, it's, so it's I, bad
0: for me. I have a CPAP machine. And every time I try to turn on my left, it pulls me back over to the right. <laughs> and so I can i a hose for my nose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, so there's that. But. Uh, <laughs> That being said, uh, we're going to hold off for part three, coming to a Two Brothers, One Mike podcast near you, ladies and gentlemen. And Joe, real quick, what is next week's show about?
0: So next week, we are going to interview a gentleman with whom everyone's going to get very familiar with through Two Brothers, Well, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you probably heard earlier, we now have a new sponsor in a company called Kitchen Apps. Next week, we'll be talking with its founder, Tom, to get a bit deeper into what the company is all about beyond what you heard in today's sponsored ad. I will say, if you're in the Northeast Ohio, Western PA region, and you're looking for an easy way to start or even perfect your eating lifestyle, you want to be sure to join us next week.
1: Absolutely. That's going to be a great interview. And for those of you who keep complaining that you want to understand about eating macros and eating in moderation, this is the show you want to listen to because as we said before, we're bringing every type of lifestyle when it comes to eating to you. And this is the journey that where it begins when it comes to eating properly in moderation. Nothing to do with fasting, so calm down. And uh, that's really all I got to say about that, Joe.
0: All right. Well, until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you're on Anchor and have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So now on behalf of Ron the Pharmacist, Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you got something out of this. Don't forget, part three is coming at you. If you haven't heard part one, it's in the description of the podcast. And how about that, gentlemen? Thirty-eight years since since five people met in detention and changed all of our lives. That show changed my life. All from different walks of life. That mm-hmm. is the greatest team movie. You can argue with me if you want. That's the greatest team movie that was ever made. That's my own personal opinion. But Ron, what was yours?
2: Is your father Mister Rogers?
1: are there any questions yeah does Barry
2: Manilow know that you rated his wardrobe shut this down I'm out of here